Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Jake from the Total Screamers podcast. The Premier League's in full swing, and that means it's time to throw on your club shirt and make sure you don't take a nasty tackle below the waist. Our partners at Manscaped are here so you stay clean and take care of yourself where it matters most. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs with the code SCREAMERS20 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping on your order. That's SCREAMERS20 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping on your order. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Total Screamers podcast. My name's Jed and today I'm joined by Simo. Say hello, mate. Hello, mate. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Better than yours. <laughs> oh, straight away. Uh, I'm joined by Jake. Jake, how you doing? Yeah, all good, mate. Thank you. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, we are here today to talk about the European Championships, uh, Euro 2020. We haven't really done much coverage of the tournament yet. Um, it's been hard to get us all together, to be fair. We're all busy people at the minute. Um, but we're here. We're going to be looking at the key moments from the tournament so far um, and some of the lighter moments as well, because there's been quite a few funny moments so far in this tournament, <laughs> uh, across the group stages. I'm um, going to start with the the main talking point as of now, um, which was England nil, Scotland nil uh, from Friday night. Um, Simo's got a, a big smile on his face at this point, so I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you go first, mate. Um, what are you? <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? Well, obviously. I'm ecstatic. You know what I mean? I've, I've, we're still we're still a shout the tournament. If we've got it in our own hands now, all we need to do is go beat Croatia. You know, <laughs> easy, easy enough. Easier said um, than done. <laughs> <laughs> no, in general, you know, I mean, it was it was just it was just good not to get pumped. Do you know what I mean? It was mm. really really good not to get pumped because 
we'd not been to a tournament and you know 20 odd years you know what i mean and the last thing you do is what i go go there and get pumped by england uh and do you know what i mean it was just but the thing is i was confident as soon as real ferdinand said that he was more <laughs> confident going into this game than he was in any other tournament game i was like oh my god we're gonna win <laughs> <laughs> but to talk more about the actual the actual match itself i think the way steve clark lined up was was bang on um the only my only one was Stephen o'donnell and whether he'd be able to step up to you know playing the caliber of players that, that England have in their squad, you know, like he was going to be matched up with Raheem Sterling. I was quite glad that actually Steve, Steve had pushed up a wee bit and kind of went man for man with Luke Shaw and let McTominay handle Raheem Sterling, which is obviously McTominay plays at a similar level of mm-hmm. football, um, you know, in terms of playing in European football and playing at that top end of the Premier League. Um, so McTominay, I think, did a really, really good job of keeping Raheem Sterling quiet. Uh, but of course, obviously, Sterling was quite fluid and his movement moved on to the right-hand side a, f- a couple of times in the match. But I think, yeah, my main worry was Stephen O'Donnell. Um, and he, he performed really, really there, well. He? Yeah, the volley. The volley. Yeah. Um, great save by Pickford. Pickford's just a different beast in an, an England shirt, isn't he? He's just an absolutely different man. He is, in yeah, an England shirt, he's absolutely... never puts a foot wrong. Never puts um, a foot wrong in an England shirt, Jordan Pickford. He had to step up and do some big, big saves. Um, I think, actually, the, 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 the only players that really did well well in that game were the defensive players uh, and, and the England side uh, mm. I think we had the, the better midfield um, I think Billy Gilmore Callum McGregor um, did you know an outstanding job uh, against you know like Rice and Phillips and obviously John McGinn who was pushing on a wee bit um, you know it, every man in the Scotland squad going forward I think did a, did a, a superb job I think Keir Tierney was, like, was a game changer for us we supremely mm. struggled without him against the Czechs uh, because you just wouldn't notice during the match that a lot of our outlets come from the left-hand side. We worked quite a lot on trying to get Andy Robertson and Kieran Tierney both into this side because uh, they're, the, yeah. they're, they're the players that play at the top level in the squad, minus Billy Gilmer, who's obviously just starting off in his career. But yeah, uh, I think, you know, Kieran Tierney's driving runs from defence, his expansive passing um, helped us out a lot and it took a lot of the um, the weight off Stephen O'Donnell. Um Without Tierney, a lot of the a lot of the outlet had to come from both sides and stretch the pitch. And obviously, Stephen O'Donnell's not a particularly great attacking player, you know, and he, he, he a lot of pressure on him in the in the, in the game against the Czechs. But uh, yeah, I, I'm supremely impressed with Scotland. I think to a man, um, you know, we did the job that we needed to do, which was get a point to to keep us in the tournament. Mm. I think we could have could have went and got the free. Obviously, England had their chances. We had ours. We we had the London Knights chance, the, the Stephen O'Donnell chance, the Shea Adams chance near the beginning of the match, and you just had the John Stones chance. Um, or obviously, what was the other one? Um, that came in. Uh, the Mount. was it the uh, yeah the Mount chance. Um, but other than that, David Marshall was had a, a, a quieter night than than Jordan Pickford. I would say in terms of how to make big big saves. I can tell you've been dying to, to talk about it. So oh, God, it's just... Took, it's took the waves, <laughs> 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 Oh, God, I've so just been going over awesome. my head, you know. And I actually cut that <laughs> yeah. down, you know. I cut that down from what I wanted to say. <laughs> Genuinely haven't had a breath there for about five minutes. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. I just feel. Oh, man, I mean, I think you've made feels good you've made some excellent points. You've made some excellent points. So I do, I do agree. I think that that Scotland had the better midfield on the day, uh, but mm. I think you know it's easy to be negative about England's performance. There were some positives in there, um, which I'll come on to in a bit. But Jake, I want to get your thoughts on it as well. What do you think? What were your initial thoughts after the game? Um, 
my my stance on international football, I think, is pretty well known. I'm not a massive, massive fan of it. I'm very much a club person, but I, I, I did watch bits of the game. I was in work, but I managed to watch what I could. And from what I saw, I mean, I thought, credit to Scotland. They were absolutely brilliant from, from what I saw. I thought you dominated the midfield. Like you said, Simo, I thought David Marshall wasn't really troubled. I mean, John Stones beat him with a header, but the post denied him. But I thought Scotland, to their credit, you know, they look like the side that, that wanted to really go and win the game. I just want to touch on Gareth Southgate. For me, I know there's been a lot of talk about him building up to this tournament, about what sort of style of football that he would play. And this is not disrespectful to Scotland, but in terms of, of, of football, England are ranked, you know, considerably higher than Scotland. Calibre of players. Positions. 40 positions, the calibre of player, every player in that England side plays in the, you know, your sort of top eight of English football. Uh, and to play two holding midfielders and and to not even really to, to attempt to sort of go and win the game, I think I think it's a bit it's embarrassing for England to, to be held to a nil nil draw at Wembley to Scotland in a in a major tournament. I think it is an embarrassment. Mm. I feel like the the calibre of attacking players that England have, they should be going out and at least scoring one goal. Going out and scoring a goal. I feel like England have been yeah. toothless for a while under Southgate, you know. They've not scored in a lot of games, and I just, I just felt from what I saw that there was just something lacking from that England side. And I don't want to be like a Billy, a Billy and hype up Jack Grealish, but I really do think <laughs> a, a, a Jack Grealish can come into this side and and really turn it on for England and really just create that something different. Yeah. Because when I was watching the game, there was a lot of you know sideways passing, passing the ball sideways once two touch football which was nice but it wasn't really doing anything you need someone like Grealish who'll come onto that pitch grab this game by the scruff of the neck and just drive that ball forward and just push England forward yeah. and I felt like it was really lacking to someone to go right give me the ball and I'm going to run with it and I'm just going to cause some havoc because I really feel like that if he gets the ball he can do that Jack Grealish yeah. see the thing I is think, though um, Jake can I just can I just it, Jack Grealish actually did come on the pitch uh, and we just filled him immediately as soon as he got the ball. And that's what, I think that's what every... As long he, he as he had come very deep to pick up the ball, and obviously Jack Grealish prefers to pick up the ball in the final <laughs> third. If he's picking up the ball anywhere, he prefers to pick up in the, the final third. So he can, he can run at a player, and if he wins a foul, it's normally a free kick in a, in a good mm. position. But yeah. he had to come so deep to get the ball that as soon as he came on the ball, John McGinn, Billy Gilmer... Ex- insert any player, we would just foul him immediately. But the, but the, the thing, but, but the thing Do you is, know what I mean? That's, that's how you nullify Jack Jack Daly. The, Don't allow him to have any space at any time. Just foul him as soon as he's on the ball. The thing with that is as well, though, mate, is is if you start Grealish and you're committing two, three players to take that player, you're leaving that space for other players. Yeah, and if you start Grealish for the, for the and you start Foden yeah. and, and and players like this. If you go for one with three of your players, you've left another one on his own. Do you know what I mean? If you take one of them off to bring another one on, you sort of it's just it's it's sort of pointless to me. You've got to start Foden and Grealish, and and because like you said, you're committing two or three players to that player, but the other one's completely free and is is sort of allowed to do what he wants. And I feel like that's where England would be most successful. If you start both of those two, you're going to achieve something there for me. Yeah, I, I agree, mate. Um, I, honestly, I think that in the first game against Croatia, I think we we showed that we can play in a way that you know we don't necessarily need Jack Grealish. I thought the team mm. worked quite well against Croatia, although obviously you know we only got the one goal. The midfield won us the game. Um, in a game like this, where 
you know, Scotland essentially just doubled up on our midfield. You know, they had the three yeah. in the middle there where we've only got the two central midfielders. Um, it would have been more beneficial to have Grealish playing in the final third, as Simo said, where he can go and draw the foul in a, in a decent position. Um, I thought that what Scotland did really well is that they just sat in the box. Whenever we got within sort of 30 mm. yards of, of the goal, there was at least six, seven Scotland players back in that box, stopping the crosses, stopping us from being able to work the ball into the box, um, like by playing it around them. And that's ultimately why we weren't able to score. Um, and that, I, you know, you have to give massive credit to Scotland for. Um, that was very that much the said, plan, is to push his out wide yeah. and prevent his feet. If you look at the pass, if you looked at the pass map, he's barely had any passes in the central third, in the central part of the of, of, of mm. third of the the pitch. And these were we just kept pushing his out the wide. And then Grant yeah. Handley, eh, everything up, he's even trying to put into the box. He was actually my man of the match exactly. minus by Billy Gilbert because he ate up absolutely any sort of ball that was coming into that box. He actually exactly. ate, ate and it up. But it's not, it's not like a tactical mastermind plan to push a team out wide. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no, it's not. Teams it's do not, that every works. single week in the Premier League. You know? yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it works so well. It, worked. it was so effective for Scotland. And that's where Harry Kane then went missing. Because if you if the ball's out wide, Kane's not on the ball. You know, he needs to be, the, the play needs to be central for Harry Kane to really impact the game. It's not. And he's not going to be as much of a threat in the box as someone like Calvert-Lewin in the air, I think, you know, if you are going to be putting crosses in. And it seemed yeah. like we weren't even putting crosses in that much. It was more like trying to pass the ball in to whoever's on the wing, Sterling, Foden, whoever, and seeing if they can get into the box that way. Um, and it ultimately, you know, as I say, they, Scotland kept us out that way. I do think that um, there are some positives to, that have come from the game for England, though. I mean, as I say, it's been all doom and gloom since... The, you know, since that result happened, but like we said, Pickford had a good game. Um, I think that you know, going into the tournament, there were doubts about whether we could rely on him. I've got no doubts about that now. Um, I think the defense played well as well. Like I say, Mings had a good game. Um, Mings, Mings, Mings. To be fair, it's been very, very good for me since he's yeah, come into this side because there was a lot of questions up, yeah. about him as well, wasn't there? About Tyro Mings coming into this Absolutely. England side about about whether he could step up. I think he's been England's most consistent performer for me. He's been the best player. I would agree. So so far he's been he's been excellent, yeah. And and mm. I think at the minute I'd I'd keep him in there uh for the Czech Republic game. I wouldn't drop him, even though Maguire's you know fit, you know, in quotation marks. Um yeah. I I'd keep him I'd keep him in there. I'd keep the back the back you know that centre back pairing of Stones and Mings seems fine. The midfield, mm. you know, as as we said, Scotland got the better of our midfield, but I think that there's still a lot of positives to be said about Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips as a midfield duo. And if you have to play that way because the defence is is weaker as as it is, then then so be it. And you know they had a great game. The pair of them played really well against Croatia. So there's no reason why we, they can't go out and play that way again. You know mm. against Czech Republic. Um, and I thought that Mason Mount as well looked looked quite lively. Um, I thought yeah. There, there seemed to be like a lack of of players wanting to make things happen, you know, like in the in the way that Jack Grealish would have done, getting on the ball, running the defenders. Mason Mount was the one who who was doing that, and albeit all of his shots were, were coming from outside the area because Scotland defended well, but Mason Mount was the one who was was making that effort, putting the work in, trying to make things happen, and that's what we needed in there. Um, Grealish in there doing the same thing would have been much better. Um, Phil Foden had a, a decent game; he shouldn't have come off. Uh, should not have been taken off at all. I was quite um, surprised when he was coming off, wasn't he? I was surprised yeah, as well. Yeah, when he, 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 off, he was, he was more surprised than anybody. <laughs> he was one of our best players. Yeah. I, I think that I think that Raheem Sterling had a, a decent first half. I would have taken him off rather than Phil Foden personally. Um, I don't I think, know why he's never let Jaden Sancho on. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, th- uh, you, you need to have like players like that in there. Sterling did well in the first half, and he there was one moment where he um, he robbed McTominay on the edge of the eighteen yard box, and you thought that you know we didn't then do it as much as we should have done with that chance. But mm. he did well in that regard, and then after that, it was like okay, try something new because it's not you know it's not working in the second half. But they, you know he stayed out there and Phil Foden, who was one of the better players, and was one of the ones who was making runs and stuff, and mm. in the end just got sort of sw- crowded out by Scotland players, so they couldn't actually get the ball to him. Um, but I, I don't know why he was taken off but um i feel like with the likes of sterling it's they're sort of they almost become predictable in what they're gonna do do you know what i mean whereas the likes of foden so Mount, predictable yeah. Grealish are so yeah. un- you, you genuinely don't exactly. know what they're gonna do with the ball like they're so like two-footed and, and that they know what you just you, they uh, they probably don't know what they're gonna do with the ball <laughs> whereas <laughs> sort of the like the likes of sterling and, and even to a degree, Sancho, you know, they're going to push that byline and they're going to try and whip that ball in. And that's sort of the limit to their game. And don't get me wrong, they do it very, very well. But I, I agree with you, Jed. I thought if you're going to hook one of them, you hook Sterling because mm. Foden was, was making things happen. And he at least yeah. tries to make things happen where, where Sterling is a bit, he's a bit one dimensional for me in that sort of England side. He's, he's very quite predictable in that sense. So, yeah, I do you know what? I don't get, I don't get that Harry Kane came off of Marcus Rashford, right? And the reason that Gareth Southgate gave for this is because they wanted more runs in behind, right? And he walked space, Gareth. We were sat so we were sat deep enough that yeah. we were, we're 18, not 18 we're, yard we're, we're not fucking stupid. We're, we know the pace that's in England's side. We're obviously not going to give these any space to run in. Hey, that would be fucking ridiculous. Why would why would we do that? And there was no space for Marcus Rashford. And he was like, Marcus Rashford did nothing <laughs> when he came out. I didn't even realise he came why, out. Why, why not get a Dominic Calvert-Lewin? Why wouldn't you get a big Dominic Calvert-Lewin out of the box? Yeah. Why would you? Exactly. There's no if space you, to um, run into. What, what runs in behind was he, was he on about? <laughs> if you want runs in behind, you've got to, in my opinion, if you want runs in behind, you've got to try and play Jim the ball Sancho's over the rapid. Top of the defense. And like, like I say, if, in my opinion, if you've got, if you want runs in behind, you need to play the ball over the top of the defense. But and after Rashford came on, <laughs> after Rashford came on, it was exactly the same. It was passing along the ground and trying to work opportunities, you know, cross the pitch, switching the play, whatever. And, and there was nothing in, like, there was no chance for any runs in behind because. No balls were being played over the top for anyone to. It's a yeah. it's a weird weird comment from Southgate. That that being said, as I say, I do think that there's still positives for England, and I think that we're still a, a, a decent enough side to to go far in this tournament. Depending on you know how we play in the next game, if we go out and absolutely batter Czech Republic next, the next game into the the next round, teams might not want to play against us as much. But if we mm. scrape past them, then you know it won't look as it, you know it won't. We're looking at an easier game. Whereas I think if we come up against, you know, potentially could be Germany or it could be Portugal. I think that we could beat them, but it's it, it all depends on momentum that we build up in the next game. And uh, you know, that's down to Southgate. Whether he's going to make the right calls or not remains to be seen. But I mean, today he's confirmed that Harry Kane's going to start, which for me is the wrong call. Shocking really, that he hasn't Shocking. had any impact on on the games either game so far, really. Um, so I mean, there's no point in my eyes in taking the strikers if you're not going to play them if, if one of them is mm. not firing and yes Harry Kane's a world-class striker but just because he's world-class in the Premier League does it mean he has to start every game for England no because we've got this other players the... who are capable of, of playing like, it's, well, it just felt it's weird, Harry Kane was just really really isolated and I, I counted a couple of times where he actually came back like right into central midfield just to get a couple mm. of passes in just to get a feel for the ball you know yeah um 
But yeah, I mean, he's lacking a wee bit of service, I would say. I mean, Harry Carey's by no means a striker that doesn't know how to put the ball in the back of the net. Um, you've seen the season I had in the Premier League and he had an, yeah, an exactly. exceptional season in the Premier League mm. probably the best well, the best player in the Premier League this season in my, in my opinion So, but you know he, you can't just rely on that he does need to turn up you know when the, when, he, when he is given the chance to start for England um, I don't think there should be any guarantees in, it, in any squad you know um, yeah. you look at a at Lewandowski who's just managed to get a goal for Poland I think last night or the night before um, a player that was struggling you know for international form you know, he is world-class outside internationals. Absolutely world-class for me. Really struggle to name a better centre-forward in the world than, than Lewandowski when he's playing well. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's it's a different beast, internationals. It's a diff- you're, you're taking out your system that you're used to playing in all season and you've got to adapt to playing around, you know, different players. You know, Harry Kane's played for Tottenham. You know, he knows that every time Sun's on the ball, he's going to look for Harry Kane specifically. <laughs> you know, um, but is it like I think he is maybe lacking just just a wee bit of service, and I think he has maybe a tiny wee bit of a right to feel a wee bit hard done by in terms of he's not he's not really getting yeah. the service that he probably he probably needs to perform for well. Absolutely, absolutely. Before we before we move on, um, I'm going to ask you both: Do both England and Scotland qualify out of the group? Here, start with you, Jake. Mm, I'd like to say yes. I'd love to see Scotland go through as well. Um, doable, isn't it? It is doable. It's just what Croatia turns up for me. Is it the, the Croatia that sort of played England in that first game that didn't really do a lot? Or is it the Croatia that we saw in, in the previous World Cup that, you know, were, were beating teams comfortably? Yeah. It's If Scotland played the way they did against England, I think then, yeah, they've got every right, every chance to go and do it. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I'm not sure. I, I don't, I don't. I don't think so. I personally do not think that Scotland will qualify as much as I'd like them to. I really would. I'd love Scotland to qualify, but I, I just don't think that they will for me. I think Croatia might just have a little bit too much class on that pitch that, to, to, to sort of scrape their way through it. But mm, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it's it's tough for me. <laughs> Simo, what do you think? Uh, I think we could go through. Yeah, definitely. It's not completely in our hands. When I say it, we'll put it in our hands. We can go and win the game, but we still need a couple of things to happen. I noted them down just before we started. Um, let me just bring them up. So we also need... We also true, need... Yeah, so we need... Well, things that need to help us on the way is Belgium need to win against Finland, which should happen. Um, Denmark need to win against Russia. Uh, and mm. we can... As long as we get a no draw in Ukraine versus Austria from Group C, um, I think you know we'll still get a good chance of going through. But get, as I say, we, we still need to go beat Croatia. I think if we play the way we did against England, and we created loads of chances against the Czechs as well. Mm. Yeah, um, you did. You did. We just didn't put them away, and again, we, we created really good, solid chances against um, England. I get our counter attacking play against England was really, really good. She Adams and, and Lyndon Dykes may really made themselves, you know, a big nuisance. I think one of them is due a goal. I think someone's due a goal. <laughs> someone's got a go score for Scotland. Someone's got a for Scotland. I'm hoping we go beat this, right? I'm hoping we go beat Croatia. Um, I think well, we're going into the, the match in a good mood. Um, hmm. You know, I think we should play virtually the same eleven. Um, yeah. Billy yeah. Gilmore should start again. He was. I can't wait to see them against the Croatian midfield. I know Luka Modric was just everywhere um, at the Croatia England game. But yeah, I think you know. 
England are clearly a better team than, than Croatia, and we held them in a draw. So if we can sneak a one 0 against Croatia, that would that would do us nicely. Then we get through it and knockouts. So and then that, that for me would say a, a really really successful campaign for us as if we got out of the groups. I would I would consider that a massive success for, for Scotland's mm. first you'd campaign in twenty years. You'd love to see it, especially especially with Wales going through as well. All the home nations getting through that'd be that'd be class. And I, as that much as be. you know we're, we're rivals, you know you'd love to see the home nations doing well. I, I personally do anyway. I think it's class because yeah, it's just if familiar players. You know, we're all neighbours. Whatever, I think it'll be good. Um, I think I think there's every chance Scotland can do it. To be fair, and like I said, I'd like to see it happen. I think it'll be Coventry boy Shea Adams who gets the uh, the winning goal for you. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I want to move on to um, one of the, the the major talking points of the tournament in general. Um, we haven't, like I said at the beginning, we haven't done much coverage of the tournament because um, we've all been been pretty busy but um one thing that I, I feel we need to speak about was the uh was what happened in the first weekend of Christian Eriksen um mm. and and Denmark uh playing on I just want to say first and foremost all credit to the Denmark players for continuing that game and restarting it that day um that took him incredible bravery um from them to do that and it was a real shame they didn't actually, you know, win that game because um, I think it would have been like quite fitting if they had done. Um, but they, there's some good news come out of that situation, obviously, and that Christian Eriksen is okay, he's recovered, um, and I think he's out of hospital now as well. But uh, I just wanted to talk to you about it, boys. What what were your thoughts about the the situation as it sort of unfolded? We were all sat watching it, you know, separately, weren't we? Uh, Jake, what do you think about it? It's one of them, isn't it? It's at first, I sort of thought, you know, what's he doing? Why is he the ball sort of hit him on the shin? Why is he sort of falling over? And then when the sort of the, the gravity of the situation hit, it was like, okay, we've got another sort of Muamba situation here because we all sort of remember that where it was quite a dark time and 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 you sort of didn't really know what was going on. And I want again credit to them Denmark players for you know trying to make that sort of shield and and the Finland players for sort of helping him out in that sort of sense and full credit to those, you know, the, his own teammates that that did what they did initially, that sort of first like aid action was, was top notch and, and the, the medics are getting there so quickly and, and making it all, all okay. And, you know, it was great to us, wasn't it? When he posted that photo on Instagram and with the thumbs up and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Christian Eriksen, he's a brilliant player, isn't he? And it's something that you don't, you don't really want to, you definitely don't want to see ever again, but I think it just shows, doesn't it? That, Every club that plays football should be having uh, defibrillators. Uh, you know, if it can happen at the top level, it can certainly happen when when we go and play football. You know, we're definitely not top leaf yeah. top level athletes. Um, so, I, you know, I, th- I saw there's been a lot of petitions going out to the FA and things like that about trying to get defibrillators to every sort of from grassroots all the way up to the Premier League. So, I think that's definitely something that that should be happening in that sense. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was it was shocking, but a good thing has happened at the end of it, you know. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, with every tragedy comes something great. So hopefully, we can get the kit that's needed really for everybody. That's that's the main thing yeah. at this. Absolutely, Simo. What are your thoughts on what happened in in that game? Well, it's just really echo a lot of what Jake said. I spoke about this in, in another podcast that I do for Ocast, and I kind of spoke about that a wee bit in depth. Um, mm. For a, for a good few minutes, but what I will say is, you know, I thought it was I thought it was the wrong decision to play on. Uh, you know, credit to those players for going back on the pitch. You know, I could I'd be reluctant to think that every one of those players wanted to go back on the pitch. Um, but mm. what came out is virtually it's a play tonight or play tomorrow 
or use or use lose the match. You know what I mean? I think you know twenty four hour gap. Was, you know what I mean? It's I, I really just think they they could have there could have been more than one solution. A game can be delayed for like forty ever for COVID. You know what I mean? I don't see how it can't be mm-hmm. delayed because yeah. you know a player's had a cardiac arrest. Um, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm touching on like this sort of like the um the, uh, the the negative sort of side of things, but I think you know the, the coverage as well. They could have cut to studio a lot earlier. You know, yeah. what I mean, yeah. um, me and me and Jacob both worked in medicine. I spoke about that in, in Vailcast. You know, what I mean, and privacy as well. When I when, when I a casualty of a patient and I'm such a vulnerable um, physician, you know, and it's, uh, credit to the Denmark players that did try and give um, Christian Eriksen some privacy. I thought it was I thought it was just tasteless not cutting to the studio, and I thought like putting Christian Eriksen's wife on the screen. Um, mm. Do you know what I mean? It's, this isn't EastEnders. You know, it's it's football. There's kids watching at home. Um, it's it's be... genuine life or death, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's real life. It's that's the that those are like the real tears of a of a wife that is, you know, like totally mortified and 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 you know doesn't know what to do because her husband's in cardiac arrest less than a hundred meters from her. You know, mm. so I don't think I don't think people need to be saying that. I don't think you know she she deserves to have that broadcast to millions of people either. I think it was really, really tasteless that it didn't cut to studio. I think, I think yeah. you know, was it? I don't know if it was BBC or ITV, but whoever it was, BBC it was. Yeah, it was. BBC, yeah, yeah. They, they it need was, to do better. Need to do better. It was. Um, it was certainly very difficult to watch, but at the same yeah. time, it was like I, I cannot take my eyes off this because, like, you just wanted to to make you know to know it was okay. It was like such a uh, bizarre situation to be in because you don't expect that. Um, but like I said, I think full credit to. The actions of the players who reacted first and the referee as well, stopping the game straight away um, yeah. and, and getting the medics on. And, and yeah, um, in general, you know, I think we all at Total Screamers want to wish Christian Eriksen all the best and, and really glad to hear that he's, uh, he's recovered. Um, whether he, he'll play again, obviously, is a different story, but um, you know, glad that he's, he's alive and he's, he's, lucky, he's lucky to be alive. Um, so, fair, you know, fair play for everyone involved who's helped him recover. Um, mm. I'm going to move on to a, a more lighter note now. I felt like that topic needed needed discussing. Obviously, we've not talked no, about it on, on our pod. Um, but I'm going to move on to uh, a team who I think are dark horses for the tournament. Um, certainly the team who I think have probably looked the most impressive so far in the tournament, Italy. Um, they have qualified from the group three wins out of three, uh, just beat Wales this evening. Um, and they've really played every team they've they've come up against off the park so far. Um, mm. Do you reckon they could go on and win the tournament, Jake? I don't see why not. Um, to, to what I like about the Italians is, is unlike normal, they're sort of a team without the superstar. You know, the, the, your normal Italian side is filled with superstars, and mm. your Pirlo's, your you know your players like that. Even like your Balotelli's, those sort of people that will grab headlines and and create sort of a buzz about them. This Italian side to me strikes me as a sort of just your workhorse. Different, it's a different sort of Italian team. They're a bit more workhorse. They're a bit more under the radar. They will work hard for each other. They don't sort of give a lot away. I've noticed when I've been watching them, they're sort of the side I've actually. Because I've been when I've been working, they're the side I've been most mostly watching because they've been playing when I've been off work. So, mm-hmm. but when I've been watching them, they've looked you know they've looked solid at the back. They've looked strong in midfield. They don't give up a lot of possession, and up front they've sort of been pretty clinical. If not, you know, been working the goalkeeper a lot. I do think they're dark horses. I think they might potentially go all the way. I can definitely see them get into that that later stage of the tournament. Mm-hmm. <sighs> It's just whether they've got that that final quality to break down a big side. We've not really seen them tested yet. You know, full credit to the teams they've played, but 
we've not seen them sort of, you know, a, a Germany perhaps or a Spain, a team that they'll actually really have to break down and, and play against. That, that'll be um, an interesting concept when they sort of come up against the bigger side. But I don't see why not at the end of the day, if they're playing like this and they keep playing like this, they can go all the way for me. Who knows, yeah. Um, Simo, what are your thoughts on Italy? I very much assume. I mean, I think... Um... Although they don't have that like sort of world class superstar, they all every single player. Um, I would, I would maybe say Donnarumma is a world class. So, I mean, he's been playing at such high level from from like eighteen years old, and yeah. you know he he could play at any club in the world he wants. But I do I, from front to back, they're all playing in you know top top class sides. They look really cohesive, is the word I would use. Um, everybody really knows their roles in that. Three wins and three for Italy. Um, so they are, they are undefeated uh, in, a, in a competition that uh, won every game so far. Granted, people will say they had an easier grip, um, but I don't think um, you know Switzerland had any pushovers. Wales are obviously playing. Wales are, um, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they, these are decent sides. Turkey, I think, is massively underperformed. Because <laughs> they are, I think they <laughs> yeah. have quite a good back line. I think they are quite a good back line but they're definitely not plenty of their, plenty of their abilities uh, very much the same in their opinion I'd like to see them um, play against a side that's going to want the ball um, and they're going to have to fight for the ball because obviously they, they, they've kept the ball in, in, in every game they've played so far you know but they do have a Jorginho at midfield you know a mm. highly a player that's used to playing with possession um, likes to recycle that possession yeah, as well likes to, yeah um, so uh, when they do come up against the German or the Spain um you know, and they have to fight for the ball. It will be interesting to see, but I do think you know they're they're not going to be a team that I, th- I reckon teams are going to be um, buzzing to play a buzzing because they've got them in the draw. Um, even though it's a bit of an aging side, you know, Benucci, you know, they, these are players that have been playing, you know, a long, long time at a top level. So, but they're, they can clearly still they can clearly still do the business. So, yeah, yeah, a, t- a team is massively impressed so far. Probably the most yeah. impressive team in the tournament so far. Yeah, look, I think I think Benucci's been excellent so far for them. Even as you say, he's getting on, but he's been class when he's played. Um, Still does the business. They they knock the ball around so well, Italy. They they play such good football and they're so effective at sort of attacking at speed. If that makes sense, like they get the wing backs involved Mm. and. On either side, they just look so threatening. Um, whenever they get forward, they're either going to put the, you know play the ball into the box where Immobile is waiting for it, or they're going to look to work it into the box. Where you have got your likes of you know, Insignia and that coming in and trying to cut inside. It's just like they just look dangerous. I would definitely if I, I wouldn't I wouldn't fancy England against them at this point. No, um, no chance. Uh, I, I, to be honest, like I said, I think they've got a great chance of winning the tournament. But it does come down to you know, whether they can do it against a side that's going to want to play the same way as them. Um, only time will tell, I guess. But yeah, dark horses for me at this point. Um, also, like I say, felt they deserved a mention. Um, we touched on on Germany, Spain a little bit there. Um, but I want to know, boys, what's been your game of the tournament so far? Um, Simo, I'll start with you. Uh, probably for me, uh, the most entertaining game so far would be Germany Portugal. Um, I thought I was, you know, it could have went either way. Actually, I think <laughs> the chances kind of just dropped for Germany a wee bit better than they did for Portugal. Um, but yeah, both tremendous sides and both really willing to go on and win the game. You know, I like to see the either side was prepared to play any sort of conservative football. It was really end to end for like ninety minutes. Yeah, it was. It was a great, great watch. Uh, I know we were talking about the game like in a group chat while it was going on and just be like. <laughs> neither side's going to really give an inch here. Um, yeah, give superb. I think the Germans look much better. You know, the, the, maybe people have kind of written them off for this tournament because you know the international international games previous to to the tournament, they, and obviously they played against France as well. Uh, that they, they, they weren't really they were maybe outsiders. 
and yeah. they were going to be the ones that maybe come third. Um, but you know they're proven. Um, they're proven they are still a side to be reckoned with. Like Gossens is a player that just he's really having a great, great tournament on that left hand side. He's always trying to get himself into the back yeah. stick. Um, he would have had a, a, a few more if they wanted for a few offside decisions. So, aye, yeah, uh, both both those teams, Portugal and Germany, looking looking pretty good. Um, I, I think on another day, maybe Portugal come out to win. You know, uh, mm. I don't think like, it's a thoroughly decisive game. That I think you know it's because I think I just feel like the, the chances dropped a wee bit more for Germany. I do think Germany were the better side, but I think maybe on another day with Portugal's counter attacking, it could have went like, they went a different way. Yeah, very entertaining game, Jake. What what are your thoughts? Do you think that's the best game of the tournament? So- so far, uh, for me, it's Holland Ukraine. Oh, I yeah. I watched that, and I, you know, I, I was sort of glued glued to that game. I thought the Dutch were brilliant for like eighty minutes, and then <laughs> just I was, you know, I was watching the game, and again we were talking in the group chat, and it was like, you know, the Dutch looked brilliant. They, you know, they were attacking fast. The Ukrainians looked like they just could not like stop them, and then you know, ten minutes to go sort of seven minutes ago, it's like 2-2 two, two, and it was like, hang on a minute, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> Ukraine just, just go and score and then obviously, uh, I think it was Dumfries well. g- gets the winner yeah. um, at the last minute and but I, for me, I thought, you know, the, the Germany-Portugal game was brilliant but for me, that just, just the excitement of it, the fact that it was Ukraine who were, at that point, you know, written off, it was 2-0 to Holland, it sort of looked like they were going to sort of edge that game out and then it was like, bam, bam, goal, goal, see you later. And it was like, whoa! And then, obviously, the Dutch Dutch spoiling the party at the end. But I, I thought, you know, I actually, I think Holland have been a, a very entertaining side. They've been written off as well, I think. Um, inexperience, you know, missing the likes of Van Dijk and, and players like that at the back is, is obviously going to hurt them. But I think they've been entertaining. For me, they're a bit too gung-ho, though. They're sort of Liverpool 17-18. They're great going forward, but like, defensively, they're a little bit suspect. Um, so I think that'll be their undoing, is, is defensively. Um, but but for me, that was that was my game game of the tournament so far. Superb. Me and you were messaging on that yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, we were. When it went 2-2, it went 2-2, like, oh, there's a winner here. There is, there is a winner. <laughs> there is a winner. There's a winner. And then it was like, Heartbreak for Ukraine to, to fight back to 2-2 as well. Um, I'm just on the Dutch, that dub freeze looks a, looks a real, real player. Real talent. A player, yeah, a player I've not really seen much of, but he's having a, a superb tournament so far. Definitely nailing yeah. down that sort of like right wing back spot um, for, his, for his own. Yeah. Aye, look, I think look, he's... Look uh, great. I think he plays with PSV. Dunkley. PSV, I, I think, I yeah. See, yeah. I can see him getting a move off the back of this tournament um, because he's, he has looked great. Um, mm. I'm, I'm with you. I think that that was the game of the tournament for me so far. Just because it was Ukraine, it's like, who are Ukraine? Yeah, it's a bit unexpected. Like, <laughs> so, like, they, um, that, that Yarmolenko goal was just... It was like, oh, it was unbelievable. Was, yeah. It was Yarmolenko perfect. only scores Rudy though, doesn't he? He could not hit that ball perfectly. Only scores Baroudis. Literally, only scores Baroudis. <laughs> Literally, it was that yeah, was class. It was class. I'm, I hope that we see some more games like that, especially in the knockout stages when you get you know the big teams up against each other. Yeah. But it, it's it's looking like it could you know we could see plenty more of, of them type of games. And I'm all for it. Um, it's great. And hopefully, if um, you know if the Dutch get, through, I'm sure they will go through. But um, if they're able to to get through the rounds, um, we'll see plenty more attacking. Play from them. I think that one Adam's having a good tournament. Um, very, very good. Forum. It makes me uh, very sad. It makes me sad yeah. at the game. <laughs> 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 uh, on a free. Uh, on a we free. didn't even get any money for him. <laughs> Great signing for PSG. 
great sign. Oh, uh, yeah, very, very good signing. <laughs> and they've signed, and they signed uh, Donna Rummer as well, haven't they? They have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they have to go by the Champions League now. <laughs> surely, yeah. Surely. And obviously we say that every season. <laughs> they like Man City. Yeah. Like Man City, yeah. aren't they? They've got to surely. win it next year. <laughs> <laughs> one, um, one, one player who I've been absolutely loving as well at this tournament so far is Goran Pandev for North Macedonia. <laughs> um, the fact that he's he's thirty eight or thirty seven, almost thirty eight, um, still playing top, you know, for his country. I think it's class. Um, Obviously, we all remember him being a, a pretty decent footballer. You know, back in the day, like ten years ago, he was part of that Inter side that won the Champions League, yeah. wasn't he? But to have him still there and scoring um, <laughs> at the Euros for for a country like like Macedonia, quality. Um, <laughs> he broke a ridiculous amount of records as well with that goal in their first game, where he became like their oldest scorer at a tournament, their youngest scorer at a tournament, <laughs> the highest, their own the highest, their top uh, scorer. <laughs> yeah, top scorer at a tournament. Like, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, I think he's he's actually said he's going to. The next game is going to be his last game for them as well. Um, oh. But I saw so, some stat that said that he made his international debut for two years before Jude Bellingham was born. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he used to be a bit of a ledge on Football Manager as well, Panda. Yeah, you know? he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bit of a ledge. <laughs> of a... Back in the day, like, yeah. I'm pretty sure he was on like championship manager as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's how old he was. was. Wonder Kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, I, 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 do you know what was another highlight of that game was um, David Alaba like trying to force Marco Arnautovic's mouth shut <laughs> as if he's gobbing up <laughs> like I don't know what it is about Marco Arnautovic he just it just it scored and then it was like he just got mega angry and started shouting at Charlie As Alioski <laughs> and then David Alaba just like kind of like trying to wedge his mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> I think by doing so, Marco Arnautovic only got a one-game ban instead of like a ten-game ban for whatever yeah. horrible stuff yeah. he was spouting. You know, I mean, he could stay in China. Probably made like five hundred uh, grand a week. Don't you think it's funny about um, just staying on Alaba? How like he's like a left-back, centre-back for whatever club he plays for, and then when he plays for Austria, he <laughs> plays <anywhere>. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he's one minute he's up front. Then he's in midfield, then he'll go left back for a bit. And it's just sort of, he literally yeah. plays where he I'm, wants to play. And it's, it's just I'm, quite I'm pretty funny. certain. I'm pretty certain he did used to be like a number 10 before uh, Bayern turned him into a defender. I'm sure he was. Mm. He, he played as a number 10. Like he, must, he must have been, surely, because he's pretty decent at it, to be fair. <laughs> like, yeah. He can play. I mean, like, he just, he's a world-class player. He's, 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 he's yeah. the Austrian James Milner. He is. he is the Austrian yeah, James Milner. The highest compliment you can give to someone is yeah, referring to as James Milner. Like, that, that is peak. He's just just got a move to Real Madrid, isn't he? So, yeah, I think yeah, he's going to be that them. sort of yeah, two hundred grand a week, just a bit. <laughs> two hundred grand a week. One of the um, low paid players at my one of Real Madrid. Yeah, that's peanuts. That. That's that academy wages there. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Fifth choice centre back wages are. <laughs> I um I want to I want to move on finally to the the funniest well some of the funny moments I've picked out from the tournament so far because there's been a few. Um, I'm going to go through them in order. First of all, the little car that drove the ball onto the pitch <laughs> in the first game. What is the point? <laughs> Where is, is it? Where that? is it? Where's it gone? Yeah, no, why is it not happening in every game? Like, I was going to say, is, is that, are they leading in a marker for this to happen every game? But, uh, I don't, like, if you're going to do it one game. 
that's what I expected. Like it was sort of like a the opening to the game was this little remote control car, but I've not seen it since. It's quite sad actually. I think um, <laughs> I hope I hope they bring it back. They'll bring it back for the final or something. It's gotta be there for the final, it hasn't it? Gotta bring it gotta back be. for the final. Um, I'd like it if they drove the trophy on at the end of you know in the little <sighs> car as well. <laughs> just, uh, just imagine that Wembley. you win the Euros and it's your trophies drawn on by an electric, a toy electric car. Some bloke stood there driving it on, going, like, hey. oh, like, "Am it I worked, a joke?" It went really well at Wembley. The final was meant to be at Wembley, isn't it? Like you could, you know, where they have the little the balcony, just drive yeah. it on the edge of the balcony. Be fair, it, it, it can't really go wrong from there. It's not going to fall off, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's quite, I think we need to see more of it um, in football because it's just so pointless, but it's just so like ridiculously, <laughs> ridiculously pointless. It's, it's so American. I'm, I'm very on board with it. Yeah. Strikes very American, like yeah, MLS. Yeah. Football oh, is just kind of getting just slightly Americanized. Though, isn't <laughs> I'm quite it? glad it's not come back. It's all the same you know, point. Like, we are literally really like, like we are a hop skipper and a jump away from Ariana Grande coming on at halftime. Oh, <laughs> in the Champions League oh. final, you know that that's, that's that is what we're we'll get, but we're well, <laughs> gradually moving towards. It'll be like, yeah, the the Champions League final will be like a, a day-long event where you have to sort of yeah. get there at 8 o'clock to, to witness everything before it. <laughs> like, you'll be exhausted before the final starts. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> at least the trophy's getting driven on by a little car, though. So. Well, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, that. Yeah. There um, is that. If it, <laughs> one, uh, another, another funny moment um, was the Finland fan with the might of football on his head. I can <laughs> see that. And a yeah. big owl in the yeah, yeah. What Could again? You, um... Needless, needlessly. <laughs> did you see? No have a football did you see that um, the, the mitre tweeted about that, saying something like, "Oh, bring back the mitre football." And he was like, "I did not give you permission to use my picture." <laughs> <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, the actual, the actual sort of the mitre page, like the official page, yeah, tweeted yeah, yeah. about it, and he tweeted like them going, "I didn't say you could use my photo." <laughs> And they had to That's take amazing. it down. Like, oh, could they not, no. they not like, just go? Could they not just go? We didn't tell you to use our board. Well, yeah. Did they, did well, they somehow? They, they did they somehow assume? Did yeah. they somehow assume that the man wearing a football on his head was going to be some sort of sensible, reasonable bloke? <laughs> <laughs> With an owl on his shoulder. <laughs> Actually, I've actually learned that um, your pictures could end up anywhere. <laughs> to be fair, in this tournament, I was, yeah, I was went, to the, went to the pub for the England game. On uh, <laughs> went to the pub for the Croatia game, and obviously me and the boys had a picture outside. And I thought I'll stick it on Twitter. I put the hashtag Euro twenty twenty on it, and then I got a reply the other day, like in Hungarian, like "Congratulations, <laughs> you're on the big screen in Budapest." <laughs> absolutely, oh, yeah, that's quality. Absolutely that. brilliant. Unbelievable. I don't know what, I don't know what the Finland man. fans worried about. Yeah, I don't know what the Finland fans worried about. I was buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> right, God. Uh, next, um, next, next funny moment, lads. Um, the the Patrick Schick wonder goal <laughs> for Czech Republic against Scotland. Um, oh. The David Marshall jumping. The memes. To the, net the, end. the memes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some, some of them have been absolutely brilliant. Um, with him, just I feel I feel bad because. Air. It's not even David Marshall's fault. It's Jack Hendry taking a, as a centre-back, taking a shot from like 35 yards and getting it pinged, <laughs> getting it pinged off straight back at him. 
Uh, yeah. But David Marshall, like, he's credit to him. He could have given up on that run. He's committed to getting that ball. And, and fair play, he crashes through the net. It kind of collapses a little bit on him. I mean, he's, like, he's full, like, 37, 38 year old and running full pal into the net. The best picture for me was the uh, the Spider Man. Spider Man, <laughs> yeah. Where he's just all tangled in the net. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely that was, brilliant. That was, that was my uh, personal favourite meme was was Spider Man catching David Marshall. Yeah, I see one was I see another one as well where they they edited him into uh, like an the Aussie paraglider. No, there was the paraglider. Oh. There was also uh, they've edited it into an, an Aussie cricket game where they've all someone's caught a catch and they're all like that and he's. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brilliant. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, yeah, Parachute Man was my next funny moment. <laughs> what on earth was he doing? What is he thinking? <laughs> what is he doing? Greenpeace, so One he? job. One job. <laughs> yeah. Hit the green thing. Go through yeah. the roof and hit the green thing. And he hits the, the probably one of the thinnest wires he could have hit as well with them cam- them spider cameras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The spider camera. <laughs> yeah. The fact oh. is, right, like, almost melts himself. Like, <laughs> almost dies. Like, <laughs> Like almost dies, right? And like no one's thinking about Greenpeace at the end of it. They're just thinking what a dickhead. What a dickhead. I wonder what organization like no one's suddenly thinking, oh, you know what? I'm not gonna eat meat anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, to be fair. After that, when I saw that, I wasn't thinking, I'm gonna give up my diesel car. I was just thinking Hire a new parachutist. I was just thinking, all I was thinking is I'm never jumping out of an aeroplane. <laughs> I, I might accidentally land on top of on top of the stadium. Did you um, did you see I think it was uh I think it was Joaquin Lowe. <laughs> he said like I had to duck because he didn't hit me in the head. It was like, no he didn't. Like you were sniffing <laughs> you were sniffing your balls like in the, in your seat. Like, like he didn't really hit you at all. It's like get over it. <laughs> What do you? Uh, I just. I want to ask you both. What do you think of uh, Whacking Lowe's consistent ball sniffing technique? Do you know what I mean? It's like we like the fact of the matter is we all do it. Like no man can deny it it they, they've done. They've not done that. But like when you are managing Germany in a tournament, you cannot do it for ninety minutes. You can wait no, even at half time. You can wait forty five minutes to, to, yeah. to not like scratch your ass and snap it. You got every camera in the world consistently as well. It's every game at this rate. Like you can you can wait like forty five minutes to get into the changing room, and you can scratch and sniff as much as you want, man. Exactly. But like I don't understand why it has to be like. I know. I know the reason why. I know the reason why he does it. Go on. He's using Manscaped's crop preserver, and they oh. smell incredible. Uh, there we he go. Just can't, he just cannot. He cannot resist. It's amazing. That's what he's been doing. He's been. He's been. Slim, or maybe he needs crop preserver so he can stop scratching. Maybe he does. Yeah, maybe he does. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think um, Screamers twenty for twenty percent off. If you're watching, exactly. If Get involved. Get involved. Join the movement. Join the movement. <laughs> Get those movement. He would be the ideal person to advertise for Manson. He actually oh, would, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's hairy. He's hairy enough. Do you know what, though? Yeah. Do you know, for me, Any, though, just, 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 just touching back to, to low, it's not like he's trying to do it subtly either. He's really digging in there. Like, yeah. His, his pants are, like, almost by his Balls knees. Balls and arse and everything. Like, yeah. Like, it's not even, like... 
trying to just like disguise it, putting a bib over his lap while he does it. He's just yeah. stood on the t- <laughs> he's stood on the touchline while he's like, yeah, don't care. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, he's, won, he's won the World Cup, mate. To be fair, so. that's a good point. Won, that is a very good. He won the World yeah, Cup. Does it, does it mean you can give yourself a prostate exam mid-game? <laughs> <laughs> smell your fingers afterwards. <laughs> every game as well. It's not like it was a one-off. It's every game at this rate. <laughs> oh, moving on from from Hakim's balls. Um, the the final <laughs> final funny moment that I've got is the the Hungary celebration woman <laughs> yesterday. Did you see her? Uh, yeah. It was a Hungary have scored against France. Brilliant. <laughs> absolutely brilliant goal. And then she's just there minding her own business. And the next minute, the bloke's in her face like, ah! She's terrified. Over her. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, terrified. like, she's doing that because she's like, like, in her head, she's like, oh, God, I'm going to be on camera. So she's got, like, just doing some sort of, like, freeze, like, motion. But, like, I, like she probably is gender terrified because, like, if a bunch of Hungarian barbarians <laughs> came running at me, I would probably be, I'd probably be a bit scared. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I would do as well. <laughs> Oh, 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 please don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it, was it, wasn't it wasn't just that, though. It's the fact that he he, he smacks her table as Yeah. He, like, he basically yeah. just destroys all of her equipment in front yeah, of her. Yeah, all of her equipment goes like <laughs> all over the gaff. And if she's anything, just sort yeah, of stood anything, there like, okay. Anything, she, should have been, she should have been like, what the fuck are you doing, mate? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I'd be job. kicking off. Kicking off. How much this cost? <laughs> I hope she's there. I hope she's there every game now, though. <laughs> yeah, she's, uh, she's, uh, she's. Does anybody know Hungarian? For get the fuck off the table. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon, I reckon next game she should have put like a little barrier around the a table, little case, <laughs> a bit of barbed wire or something. She needs to get <laughs> a spear and a shield. A spear and a shield. Out, aren't they? Like, whoever's whoever's operating the cameras will find her as well, and they'll have like a camera oh, on her. Yeah. The, the game. yeah. And they'll be waiting, waiting for a hungry goal. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Oh, I think that um, I think that's going to just about do it for us, boys. Um, yeah. What a pod! It's been some. There's been plenty of talking points. Uh, I'm sure we'll be back at some point uh, across the the tournament once we hit the knockout rounds. Um, anything else that either of you two want to want to mention at all? Nah, finish it, mate. Finish it. <laughs> no problem. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Cheery, bye. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.